Welcome to Jesus Has Left the Building, where we talk with people leading creative, outside the box, I mean outside the church building, ministries that inspire and engage us. Our vision is to unfold God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Our hope is that these stories will help you find ways to engage in your own communities as we work together for a more just and loving world. This is the Jesus Has Left the Building podcast, where ministers, people of faith, activists, and church leaders have left the building too, with Marta and Mandy. Okay, people, we are excited about today's episode because we get to talk to one of our favorite people, an amazing um, woman and also member of Black Forest Community Church, where Marta and I serve. Leslie Sheely is maybe one of the most hilarious people I've ever met in my life. And she talks with us today about her Barbie Instagram page, which is like, she's kind of Instagram famous. She is. She has, um, I don't know, over a thousand followers. It's crazy. And um, so we call this the art of storytelling because Leslie has taken her Barbies um, which has a backstory yeah, that you'll hear it that you're gonna love and is super heartwarming and beautiful. But she takes her Barbies who um, who are characters in this story about their life and doing justice and good work and creating peace for their family and all of the people in their community. And she takes pictures of them, right, and portrays this story on Instagram. And so she is getting some good news out there. She sure is good news for, um, people who might not hear it in, in the same ways. Um, and she's doing some serious ministry for black forest community church, um, and the Christian church universal. So, so her Instagram account is open and affirming. Mm -hmm. And they support Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. And they are all about economic injustice um, and creating homeless shelters and going to church on Sundays. And you're you going to get a kick out of it. Leslie is also um, serves on our ministry team as our ministry coordinator. Um, so we are just so pleased that she agreed to pop on with us. We are so excited that Leslie is with us. Leslie um, is a lay minister. She works on our ministry team um, here at Black Forest Community Church. And um, early on, I um, she shared her Instagram account with me and I was so impressed and super excited about the storytelling and justice making and activism that was happening via her Instagram account that was super fun and I wanted her to talk about that and tell her story. And so the first question that is is a little bit two part, Leslie, it, it's tell us about media tool that you use, um, which is Instagram, which you know you're gonna tell us about that. And um and why did you choose Instagram? Why this particular platform? Um so tell us a little bit about that. Also, just because I know the background of it, I sort of want you to tell us the history of how you started this, what that was like, um, and all of that. Okay, well, hi, and thank you. Um, 
So I, so I started playing Barbies when I was quite young. Uh, they were my go-to toy and I don't actually remember asking for them, but one day my mom came and she handed me a bag with five Barbies. They were hand-me-downs from my cousin and I was so excited. So that was the beginning, beginning of Jane because Jane is one of my main characters in my Barbie Instagram and some of her daughters. And um, Jane and then Jim, you'll hear about him. The, the whole Instagram is about them, their children, their grandchildren, and now four newly adopted foster children. And, and I have to say, the only reason I have all my Barbies is because my mom saved them for me. So thank you, mom. And um, so anyway, those five dolls all had a physical ailment of some sort, but I loved them anyway. They, there were knees and hips that had to be taped and major hair loss, uh, but that didn't stop me or my dolls from doing basically anything. I mean, the, the other than the fact that I don't think Jane sat down during my whole childhood because her hips were so severely taped, um, everyone really basically did Barbies just did everything, nothing, it didn't slow them down. And um, Jane was a pretty independent, strong woman. When I think about it, she was a single mom and she raised five daughters on her own, which is interesting that I put her in that place as a, as a child because I had a really strong father in my, uh, in my life. But where I lived, I never saw a Ken doll for years. So it, to me, it was like, fine, she's a single mom. She raised those girls. She also adopted two. One, I think I decided she came from Haiti or Jamaica, came back with the missionaries from their church, and she adopted them. So um, she's a pretty independent, strong woman. And so to, to keep going with it, my nieces range in, range in age from 30 to 12. So I've been playing Barbies off and on with them for many years. And um, when I moved here just about six years ago, um, I'm, I'm a little bit like Jane. Jane, she loves her family. Family is super important, but we don't live near our family most of the time. So I was really grateful that my neighbors allowed me to play with their daughters. And we ended up doing a lot of Barbies. We had weddings and graduations, baby showers, you name it. A couple of summers ago, we had a wedding in my backyard with 150 Barbies between the three of us. That's bigger than some of the weddings I've ever been to in person. So, and we took loads of pictures. They would be like, get your camera, take pictures. So I thought to myself, what in the heck am I ever going to do with all these pictures? So a couple of summers ago, I learned about Barbie Instagram. And I had no expectations when I started the account. I just thought it would be another avenue to have a connection with my nieces and, and my nephews because they love action figures. They kind of like some of the male Barbies and the GI Joes. So I would tell them, okay, this is the picture I want to put on Barbie Instagram and ask them for a background story. And I love, I love hearing kids' ideas of background stories. They're way more fun than mine. But as time went on and I got to know some of the people and their accounts, um, I learned that the Barbie Instagram community was really pretty amazing. They're very, at least the people I follow and that follow me, that I interact with, um, they're super supportive and positive. And so I've loved that it was a positive place to spend time uh, on since I spent many hours. So, you know, when I, when Leslie first told me about, about this, so I, I just, 
there's no way that the listeners are going to know this, but Leslie is um, this wonderfully eccentric, brilliant um, church staff person and parishioner. Um, and, and so she's just fun. You're just fun, Leslie. You're just so much fun to be around. You're warm, you're kind, you're thoughtful, and you're, and you're really creative. And so when she first told me about her Barbie Instagram, um, you know, I come from that generation where um, Barbies were, um, uh, how, what is the word I'm looking for? Well, you know, they were kind of shunned because they were this prototype for um, a girl that she had to be like this tall, super thin, blonde um, Barbie, right? And I am 100% the opposite of that um, with, you know, this tiny little nose and, you know, just really pretty. And so um, I was like, oh my gosh, what is Leslie doing with Barbies? Um, but then when I heard the story behind it and, and how um, it, it built relationship with your nieces and your extended family, and then um, and it helped engage them from separate states. Okay, so that was one piece that I was like, that is super cool. You're able to tell these really interesting stories and engage with them across um, ge uh, geographical um, space. Um, that's super cool. And then when I went to actually look at it, I think the first one or two that I looked at, you did this whole thing around pride with your Barbies and, and, and you, you brought the church into that story. And I was like, wait, she's actually trying to do something really interesting here. And so for me, it was like, okay, like open up your mind a little bit, look at this a little bit different. This isn't, you know, simply about um, the Barbie of 1985. This is like reimagined Barbie. This is like, you know, um, Barbie of, um, that is, justice and activism and is working for the people. Um, so how did you come to that space? Well, and, and you're right. You know, I always feel bad for Barbie. She gets a bad rap because, um, you know, it, and no offense to Mattel, Mattel is really trying to uh, catch up with the times. So there are now Barbies of all shapes and sizes and nationalities and, um, and hist women of history. So they've fortunately caught up with the times. But as I started looking at all these accounts, I really got inspired by some of them. Um, and I just started telling more stories about Jane and Jim uh, and, and just how they would have lived life. And uh, people really loved to hear about that. They loved hearing about them. And so then I just sort of let them start having a life. And, um, you know, and that's how they, they actually would be a lot more active than me. They have a lot more energy than I do. So in reality, they last summer would have gone, you know, they would have made signs with the girls and gone to the Black Lives Matter walks and pro some of the protests with the girls. Um, fortunately, they did go to the Pride Parade. That was super fun. They decorated their car. The girls had little rainbow skirts on and banners and they got to meet Christian and Dakota. Um, and so, uh, you know, then one of the things they ended up doing um, 
is Jane and Jim, they're like my mom and dad, really, to be honest. Uh, they're a version of them and they love children. They love the youth. And so they're retired, really, Jane and Jim. And um, they missed the laughing and the giggling and even the bickering of all those seven girls in the house because Jane did marry later on um, when the, most of the girls were a little bit grown. And so they decided to foster a child. And uh, I'm just going to throw this in here. May is actually uh, National Foster Care Awareness Month. But in the end, they ended up fostering four daughters, four girls, and then ended up adopting them. And so I held, Jane, I held this big virtual adoption party and people from Barbies from all over the world came um, from Germany, India, Mexico, Canada. <laughs> they, you know, so it's a way, it's a way to raise awareness and, you know. So um, wait, when you say they came, you like mean that the people in your virtual community, so like actual people who also have are part of Instagram Barbie, they came to it. So it's, it's not that you just had lots of different Barbies in your space. You had Barbies coming literally. Right. Yes. It, it's really kind of cool actually, because people will spend, you know, some people spend a lot of time creating this specific vignette for a party, for an event. And it just was amazing. You know, all the people who were so excited. And we talked a little bit about what it was to be a foster care parent and and then to be a foster adoptive parent. So, you know, I got to throw that in there also. Um, so, so does that conversation happens in all the comments, right? Yeah, it does. It happens a lot in the comments. Um, sometimes, you know, I'll, uh, in this, the story that I post, I will add some of that, but it is always um, fun and encouraging to see people when they respond to your story, they will ask questions and they'll make comments about, you know, what it must be to be a foster parent or they know somebody who was a foster parent. And, um, you know, I just interviewed someone from the Griffith Center for Children um, here in the Springs a few weeks ago. And, and it did catch me up a bit. And I, and probably I'm gonna go back and just have Jane take a look at that story again, because, you know, as lovely as it was that Jane and Jim were foster parents and then foster adoptive parents, it also means that in reality, that a tragedy uh, simultaneously resulted because those girls weren't able to go back home because the ultimate goal of foster care is to return the kids to their biological family. So, you know, but the nice thing about Barbie Instagram, if you choose, is that you can take up, you can present things in a positive picture while also pointing out the reality of things. And I think sometimes people you know, they don't just shut you down right away. They'll, they hear it and they listen and they're like, oh yeah. And, um, you know, you mentioned one of the things about my nieces and connecting with them and my nephews. When I was visiting my niece and nephew in California, they are actually the ones that came up with the whole homeless thing. So um, they, they were talking about, wouldn't it be cool to find all the homeless Barbies, you know, a home? So they kind of started that. And in the end, Jane and Jim uh, purchased a home, which really means that Cindy found me a free Barbie house that someone was giving away. And um, Jane and Jim and their extended family renovated this home to become a Barbie, a Barbie homeless shelter. And um, so the story behind that is, 
is that I put out a message on Facebook Marketplace to a lot of the moms groups in the area, and I told them that I was looking for Barbies they were ready to get rid of, um, and that I wanted to clean them up and sell them, and all the proceeds would go to the church, to the Black Forest Community Church. And I told them how we, you know, converted our basement last winter into a two-bedroom apartment for a mom with five kids who had been homeless since January 2020, and that they lived with us for five and a half months until they found a place to live. And the next thing I knew, I, I had been given uh, well over 100 Barbies to um, clean up and sell. And so on Saturday, June 19th, I'm holding that big Barbie sale on Barbie Instagram. And I think, Marta, that you're going to come on in the afternoon for a few minutes, right? Sure. <laughs> that was, so, planning is happening right now. Yeah, yeah. So, so and you know, I, I hope people know I don't, I'm not making light of homelessness. I realize that Barbie's not having a home is nothing compared to real homelessness. But again, it was a platform to be able to, you know, an opportunity to share with people some of the reasons and issues of why people are homeless. And like last summer, you know, kind of being able to talk about the pride parade and why we do that. Um, and um, which, I, which I like. And so, you know, and Jane and Jim also, um, they would go to a church like ours they would definitely go to um, a UCC church, to the Black Forest Community Church. They have books. They already have books on their bookshelves of the books that we've read, little tiny miniature versions yeah. of like Sarah Jackson's The House That Love Built and Bishop Michael Curry's Love is the Way. And now they also have Roger, our own Roger Butts Seeds of Devotion. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they're all about, they probably wouldn't make the girls read those books in total, but they would definitely have family discussions about some of those things. And, um, you know, Jane, she attended uh, the fall retreat last year of, of Roger that Roger Butts and Robin Stretch Crocker held at La Foray. She loved that. And I also think that Jane and Jim would love to meet Kai. Just oh saying. yeah, definitely. Wait, we should make, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, don't Kai get me started. <laughs> I know, I know, um, right? So. Oh my gosh, that would be so much fun. You know, there's so. a couple of things that I'm thinking real quick, Mandy, is that um, I just want to put that out there. It's just the idea that you have um, taken this sort of creative medium for um, for self -aware, for awareness of um, issues going on in our contemporary society. That um, that's number one. And the second layer, well, actually, there's three. There's three things. <laughs> this, the second thing is that um, it's accessible. You have made it super accessible for people to enter into it because in some ways it's like, it's this art form that you're using um, to send a message and it's hard to argue with someone's art form, right? Mm -hmm. And number three is the way, the intentional way that you're building community virtually through the conversations you're having on Instagram is really remarkable it's amazing. And, and amazing. So one of the things, you know, as you're talking, like, uh, first of all, just like your energy around this is so contagious. Like I'm just smiling. Um, but one of the things that I'm noticing is that you, um, Jane and Jim and their family and their lives are real to you, right? Like, like they're, th this is not like, um, yes, it's an art form. Yes, it's this narrative story that you are creating, but they are also real in a way, right? And I think this is one of the really interesting things about um, 
virtual ministry about, you know, this, this, these digital spaces that we are creating. Like, I think you can, you can have a very compartmentalized, um, idea of that, right? Like this is my social media life and, oh, and this is actually my real life that, that I actually do. And right. But I think, um, it, one of the beautiful things about the way you speak about this is that that merges in a way that is super authentic and that it's not, it's, you don't have these two separate things, right? You have the world of Jane and Jim and they happen to tell their story virtually. Um, but for you and for your nieces and your nephews and the people who follow you, like these stories are real, right? So talk about that. Like, how do you create that space? You know, I think part of it is it was easy for me because like I said, you know, Jane uh, and her family, I spent hours playing Barbies. And I also, I wrote stories about them when I was younger. And I mean, I knew their birth dates, you know, I, I knew their likes, their dislikes. Um, and so when I started this back up, I was like, oh yeah, I remember all of this. Plus there are several, uh, people that I follow on the account that are, they're so inspiring. And, um, Jane and I, um, we have done some interviews in the past year. We, we've, um, sort of searched out, uh, accounts that we, that we liked that that spoke to us and we interviewed those people and one of the ladies is she's a writer and so she we actually did a live class i hosted a live class for her so she could talk to other people about how to bring your your stories alive because you know i, I realized that not everyone for not it's not easy for everyone like like it might have been for me just because i had spent so much time with my barbies growing up and, and then, you know, my nieces and nephews have helped me with that too, because, you know, they reminded me that Jane's daughters are probably all grown up and married now, which was wonderful. I really appreciated that because that gave me an excuse to go buy more Barbies because now they would need husbands and children. I mean, how can you go wrong? So, but they were right. Like, you're right. All these girls have grown up and what are they like now? And what are their families like? And so, you know, the Barbie Instagram world, um, there's a lot of amazing uh, people on there, a lot of amazing accounts that they, they also are trying to build this community. And so they offer a lot of challenges, a lot of uh, ideas of what to post. There's a lot of parties and events that you can go and support. Um, so it's easy to come up with stories for those things. But, you know, one of the things, one of my plans going forward is to try to stick a little bit more to my own agenda um, and not get caught up on, you know, what we're supposed to be taking pictures of on Monday or Jean Denim Day on Friday or whatever. And just kind of like, what is happening in my life? What's happening in Jane's life? She's got these four daughters. What would they be doing? What's going on in our church life that I can incorporate them? And I love that when I can do that. Like, what if one of the daughters um, decided that they were having a hard time coming out? Well, and that is something that, um, you know, so it's so interesting, Marta, that you say that because this probably will sound ridiculous to people who don't do this, but in, in some of the classes that I've hosted, we've talked about this, like, how do you decide um, who your Barbie is going to grow into, what their character is going to be? And it is, it is interesting that 
you kind of have to work with it a little bit to see where they're going. Because one of the four girls, the four uh, adopted girls is actually, it, without my really intending it to be, she's moving towards that, uh, that character where she is thinking about possibly coming out. Um, I didn't plan for that to be. It just, you know, as, as time goes on, as, as you work with their characters a little bit more, um, she's the one that seems to be coming to that, to be that character. So, and that's fine. I'll let her be that. I'm not going to, to stop that or um, keep that from happening. Cause I think that would be pretty cool. What I didn't you don't know about Leslie is that she really like follows spirit in a big way. Um, and, you know, really listens to that heart piece um, from herself. And, and so I can see how, how you know your your the way your Barbie um, family is developing is like sort of like we'll just see how this unfolds. Like I can see how that that's the case with it. Well, yeah, and I like that. I mean, I feel sometimes I feel bad because you know I created all these families for Jane's daughters, and they're pretty traditional. Um, so I've had to and and I've. I have opted to be more open and to this, let that happen rather than looking at dolls and saying, oh, well, I like that doll and he's on sale. So now he's going to be the husband for so-and-so, you know, kind of letting them create their own characters as time goes on. And um, so that's kind of how that works, if that makes sense. There's something really powerful here, I think, around storytelling, right? And mm -hmm. the the importance of um, of storytelling in in ministry and in justice work, right? Because as you connect in with these characters, like you may have some followers who um, right now, if you were like, I have this um, Barbie who's gay. Um, they might be like, oh, I'm not into that. But then if they're following and they hear that development and they and they watch that bar Barbie struggle with it and experience those things, like this is a powerful tool for social media, right? Um, and, and Priya Parker talks about this, like there's this storytelling, um, this intentional storytelling that's so important. And you've just like sort of embraced that naturally. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think the storytelling is super important. And, and that's a lot of what I'm seeing, at least the accounts I follow on Barbie Instagram. There's, I like the ones who are trying to tell a story. And I mean, everyone's accounts are great in their own way. That's just sort of what I go with. Um, and I also, I, I'm really seeing, I have this uh, couple of dolls that I think are going to become undocumented immigrants. Mm -hmm. I've not incorporated that, but as I've been looking at some of them, I'm like that, I think that story needs to come out now. It's, it's time. And um, yeah, so I'm kind of excited about that too. Can you talk a little bit about how your faith has um, um, impacted the storytelling and, and also like your leadership in the church? I mean, you have a pretty central um, leadership role um, in our, in our church and, um, and how those two things have moved or shifted or impacted this particular account. You know, um, 
I think yeah, it's Mandy said, I love the storytelling, but the other thing I, I really enjoy is bringing people together. Um, I always feel like the more the merrier, although the more the merrier, although after reading uh, the book, The Art of Gathering, I also understand there is a time and a place where that doesn't always work. But um, as the ministry coordinator, I, I love being able to find out who, you know, who likes to do what and what their skills are and try to draw them in that way. And, um, and I feel like it, the Barbie Instagram kind of fits in what I found myself doing with Barbie Instagram is looking, I, I would get attached to certain accounts. I would feel a connection. And uh, I did a lot of interviews. Um, we did, they weren't live interviews. I would write them up and I would put them on my blog that is associated with the um, I Love Barbie's 31 Barbie Instagram account. But, um, and then afterwards, as that went on, I saw people who had really unique skills. And so then I started hosting classes where I would just, they'd come on and they would teach people how to do certain things or talk to them about things they were passionate about. So I think in a way that all is kind of interconnected and because I like doing that. I like being, you know, here's the thing. I have over a thousand followers. I realize for me, yep, that's pretty cool. I had no idea, but I have like a handful, 25 to 30 people that I keep in close contact with. I, I just, I get overwhelmed with more than that. Although I, I try to be supportive of as many as I can. But for me, if I had 50 followers and they were like close followers, that would make me happy. But there's a lot of people out there that I think they, their numbers, I, I mean, I just want to promote them. That's what I have fun doing. And, and um, along with the stories, I have found that that has been fun to do. It's just promoting those accounts. Um, that are trying to make a difference in the world and, and that they're just positive. I know, but what I will say though, is that <laughs> your storyline and, and where the stories have gone have been directly connected to our work in the church. Yes, it has. Yeah, and I've been grateful for that too, because you know, as creative as, as you think that I am, I also always appreciate having inspiration and thoughts of, of what to do, uh, you know, left to my own devices, uh, it might get kind of boring and we would just do gardening and, um, you know, camping trips. So um, yeah, I have always tried to jump on the bandwagon of those because I love the work that you, Marta, that you and Mandy are doing. It's, it's really cool. And so, yeah, I've probably jumped on, on, on the bandwagon of going behind you and the Barbies having a story behind that. So thank so you. So Leslie, you know, sometimes, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes when you do um, work in the church, sometimes you address hard conversations and you get some feedback. I don't know mm -hmm. if you're aware of that. <laughs> so, um, on, so have your Barbies ever gotten any negative feedback in like when you've addressed some of these sort of controversial topics, like are there um, any people who are following you who are like, oh, no, that's too far and here's why? Like, you know, social media can be a really um, scary and, and polarizing space. Like, do you get any of that ever? You know, I have, fortunately I have been lucky and I have not. 
everyone has been super um, positive. However, I have been aware of other accounts that have gotten flack and they're usually um, related to LBGTQ. Um, people, you know, I, there was an account that I loved and I wish I could remember his name. He always was posting pictures of his family and they weren't, I mean, there, were, there was some, uh, a couple of, a gay couple, there was a lesbian couple um, and people, and they were lovely pictures. There was nothing wrong with them at all. And people had a fit. And so he was, he was uh, banned or not banned. What do they call that? Blocked from Instagram for a while. And he had to redo his, his um, account, come up with a new account. I have seen that in the people that I follow, they all, that they just show support for that. Um, I think what happens, you know, the Barbie Instagram world is so interactive and it, so it could really take a, it could really go the wrong way. Um, mm. it, and as a matter of fact, I find my own Instagram accounts so boring because people <laughs> rarely interact unless they want to say something negative. Right. But this, this community is so positive almost to, um, like it's just, you really can put a lot of things out there and most people just scroll by or they just stop following you and you don't know. So I have actually never, to be honest yet, I'm sure that will happen eventually, had anything negative. I'm waiting, um, but not yet. I think Barbie Instagram world um, has something to teach us, I guess. I yes, know, seriously. Well, very and I think, supportive. was it NPR that just put out, um, a conversation um, or article or something, we'll have to dig for that, um, that, that um, talked about the changing um, state of Mattel and how they are mm. really oh, actively, yeah. yeah, really actively trying to, um, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? Be more progressive and open. Yes. Well, um, yeah, and you know, here's here's my thought about Barbie because I totally I understand what you were saying earlier on, but it's it's like any medium that you have for your art. And you know, Barbie can either be, um, um, what do you want to call it? You know, just sort of boring, and she can be. Um, uh, my mind is blank. Superficial. Thank superficial. you. Perfect. Yes, and you know, like I love my niece. One time, I mean. Barbie's lives can be complicated and uncomplicated at the same time. Uh, you know, one day my niece, we were, we were playing and, and, and the, she put it, told her two-year-old daughter, go to bed now. And she had super long hair, the Barbie. And the next thing I know, she's doing hair flip, hair flip, hair flip, and flipping her hair on, hair flip, hair flip. And she was so happy and that's all she was doing. And I'm like, you know, we do have a lot to learn from Barbie. Not that we just want to tell our two-year-olds to go to bed and then not help them. But just that, you know, being in the moment, like I'm gonna flip my hair right now, hair flip. So, you know, really Barbie can be very progressive. Um, she can be an activist. She can, you know, uh, make history and it's really what you do with her. I love I this story. I think that oh, it right. is a beautiful model for um, not just like lay people who want to do something creative, but for even ministers to think about what can, what can they take storytelling to? Like what, how can they take it another level, um, put another layer on it, um, you know, spread the good news um, virtually um, through different platforms and ways that they can't even imagine right now. Yeah. Um, I think it's super cool.
Yeah. So we're so glad that you were with us today, Leslie. Thank you so much for coming on and telling this really great story. I actually couldn't wait to tell it because <laughs> I think it's so fun. And can you just state your account again? And we'll also post it, but so that people can go and follow you. Yeah, it's I love Barbies 31. So on Instagram, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Instagram. Super awesome. Awesome. We Thank love you, you, Leslie. You're amazing. Love you guys too. Thank you. Join us next week for our final episode of season four. Follow me and subscribe as we talk with Starlet Thomas, who calls herself the grumpy old prophet. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Find us on Facebook at JHLTB and message us to learn how you can be part of this effort to tell stories, have conversations, build relationships, and follow Jesus out of the church and into the world. To support our work, search for Black Forest Community Church on Venmo to make a one-time donation, or become a patron on our Patreon account at patreon.com jhltb to commit monthly to this project. You'll get regular communications and updates about our stories. We give thanks to Black Forest Community Church and the Tributary Fund of the Rocky Mountain Conference of the United Church of Christ for their ongoing support. We could not do this without all who support Jesus has left the building.